1: And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Fans in the Pro, my host, Deuce McAllister. Good show on for you this hand, a great one. In fact, Todd Graffinini will join us at 435 as we'll talk Pelicans. And then at 520, New Orleans, St. Augustine Purple Night. Now ESPN anchor Stan Verrett will help break down what is the super Wild Card weekend Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and we wish we were here just going in the normal Fans in the Pro, but it will be the finale of the Fans in the Pro because the Saints were not preparing for what would be Philadelphia had things kind of worked their way, and they would have been the fourth seed. And that would have been, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just saying, you get into this fourth seed, and you get to host Philly of all the other teams out there in the NFC, that would have been about as good as you can get. Hosting a team that was really, really playing well, struggled towards the end, a little beat up injury-wise. I mean, it's all suspect, of course, but, you know, it's what we do. But, I mean, that would have been a pretty good situation.
2: Well, I think when you look at Philly and you look at, you know, what they are, who they are, particularly right now, offensively, they're not playing really well. And you talked about the offensive line. uh, Well, really, A.J. Brown and both of the receivers, both basically hurt, uh, you know, at least playing injured. Quarterback hadn't looked the same, uh, you know, and a lot of people want to blame it on uh, Brian Johnson, the O.C. But, you know, for me, it really starts with the defense. And their defense has been giving up yardage at an alarming rate, whether you're talking about passing and or run game. And so they just hadn't looked like the dominant Philly of earlier this year. And whether that's injuries, whether that's um, lack of depth, lack of lack of execution, whatever it may be, they're going to have a tough task down in uh, uh, Tampa because the one thing that we know by from playing Tampa and watching Tampa over the last couple of weeks, they don't mind playing ugly. They don't mind it being a nine-six type of ball game. I mean that that fits them perfectly. I mean because they they trust their defense. They figure offensively if they're not turning it over, eventually offensively you'll get it right. Or we're going to give you a short field and we'll play you know the uh, special teams game.
1: So let's talk about just the weekend schedule as far as listening here on WWL tomorrow. There's the doubleheader. The eleven and six Browns take on the. Uh, Texans ten and seven Texans followed by the Dolphins at the Chiefs. Then Sunday there's a triple header: Steelers at the Bills, followed by the Packers at the Cowboys. Then the night game, the Rams take on the Lions. So, and weather will play a factor. There's a cold front coming that we'll get. Overnight into tomorrow, so I know Kansas City is going to be cold, blustery. Winds will negative be the, thirty. Winds will be the factor there, baby. We have that's what feels like, and we have felt it, and people. So that's that'll be uh, interesting to see. Uh, and clearly, uh, Buffalo, same situation. Chance of snow, but very, very cold. Uh, and really, to me, it's it's the wind. You know, the, the cold. Most teams will say they can can deal with, but wind, the wind.
2: Huh? They, they, they they telling the story. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The cold you can deal with, yeah, go. For, yeah, Yeah. go. For, yeah. Uh, okay. uh-huh. You're going to deal with it because you got to go play in it. But you ain't dealing with it because it feels good. I can guarantee you that or it don't affect you. When you sit there and say that, They, they it's, it's the bravado. It's the, the strong man mentality because that's far from the truth. Now, the wind that affects you because if you don't have it to your back or if it's swirling, how are you going to throw the ball? Right. How are you going to throw the ball? And so that'll it'll definitely be a factor. And the one thing that Miami has is speed. And if it's cold and if it's wet, that kind of negates the speed that they have. You can talk about, well, he knows where he's going. Yeah, he's got to be able to run, too. Right. He's got to be able to move as well. And so, man, that's going to be interesting. And, you know, you we hear all this talk about the secondary market. Oh, the secondary market. Go look at some of those ticket prices. In Kansas like, City? Kansas City. 100 level, lowest you can get almost, 38 bucks. I mean, are uh, yeah, who would go and sit in that? It's one thing if you're up moving. Now, you're going to have some.
1: I'd go for the first quarter, then I'd go back you to. You wouldn't go back last to the
2: first quarter. I, I mean, just want to be able it. to say I did it. Yeah, that, well, that's what, <laughs> you're going to have a lot, lot, lot of people to say that they did it. Oh, right. yeah, I was there. Oh, I yeah. was there. And, and, but you, it, it'll be a totally different story in the other one. Um, I think there was talk of the game. Is it Buffalo? or it Steelers was, at Bills? Yeah, I think it was snow. talk at one point that, oh, the game is the NFL is monitoring it. Uh, they may move the game. Yeah. No, I don't think. I mean,
1: no. to me, it would have to be, you know, and I don't think they're talking about a lot of snow. You did know, you, it, it, you it get the lake effect ca- snow it it up there anyway. It would have
2: to be catastrophic right. type situation where it is unsafe on the highway. It is unsafe to be in the outside, in the elements, for them to actually right. cancel it.
1: So then Sunday afternoon, Packers at Cowboys. So Mike McCarthy against his old team. Cowboys have just been dominant at home. But if I'm a, a Cowboys wh- fan. And the, weather,
2: and the weather won't be good there. A, But it's in a dome. But it's in a dome inside, it, right? it, it, It's in a dome. I mean, some of the um, – I saw it today earlier. Some of the uh, afternoon or um, high school activities or even – probably college games are getting canceled because of the weather that's moving in over in Dallas area, the North Texas area, um, currently, right now. And so you can only imagine, you know, what the effects will be in, in two days or a day and a half or whatever it is. Right.
1: Uh, Sunday, yeah, they're, they're the Sunday afternoon game, 3.30-ish. And then the nightcap you have. But I was what I was going to say is like, if I'm a Cowboy fan – this one worries me a little bit,
2: right? Green Bay. Well, uh, Just
1: because, I don't know, it's McCarthy and the Cowboys have played so well, but this is kind of where they sometimes stub their toe.
2: I, I think playing at home right. should be the, the factor. If you're Green Bay, you want to keep it close. Because the closer you get in that game as far as score-wise and you get to the fourth quarter and it's close, you feel like you have a chance. I mean, because all of the pressure is is, is on the Cowboys. Green Bay, they, it's it's house money. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. they're 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 a young team. They don't even know, you know, hey, you're not supposed to be in this situation. Uh, so they're playing. They're gonna go out, play free. They're gonna play loose. Now their defense has to come up with some stops and some turnovers. And I know they've been they've been ready to fire their DC probably second half of half of the year. They've been trying to I think it's Joe Barry that they've been trying to run him out of out of Green Bay. But I mean they will go out and they will just play free and loose.
1: And then finally, I'll tell you, the, the NFL, we joke about this a lot, but the NFL, if this, they'd scripted this up somehow, right, you get the Rams with Matt Stafford going back to take on his old team and the Lions and golf taking on his old team. That's the that's the Sunday night game. And so it should be there. I mean, man, I you know, this is why I don't gamble, right? This is why I do not, because I don't, you know, if you had to put point spreads on this, man, that's tough. I mean, we've seen – how the Rams can be, and we've seen how the Lions can be. Of course, we spotted the Lions, 21-0, so it's hard to say you know, definitively. If, um, I'm,
2: if I'm going with either one of those teams, I'm probably going to say which quarterback is truly the better quarterback. I mean, because when you look at it, Detroit probably has a better system of players and what they do, but at the same time, the Rams' defense, they're playing better, but they're not really – I don't know how – you stop Aaron Donald, and it's almost like, all right, you 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 got yourself a chance. Right. But then when you look at Detroit's defense, it's like, man, who are they stopping? Right. You, know, did who, you who 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 are they
1: slowing down? Did you answer the question? Which team has the better quarterback? Uh,
2: I think the Rams do. Yeah. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Especially I think, the way he's kind of playing too. It's not. Well, I mean, well, I, mean I, I just think that he's a better quarterback. Right. Um, I think he's just a better quarterback.
1: Are there any of these teams – and we're going to talk about this with Stanford. Well, I'll change gears here in a second. Are there any of these teams – I know they can – or do you see it tough for any team to go into San Francisco and into Baltimore and beat those
2: guys the way or, they're playing? Are, are the weather – is the weather going to be a factor? God, that's a good
1: question. But well, probably Baltimore,
2: yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, San I mean, Francisco, you, who knows? You, you could see KC going in and, and, and winning, and you could see Buffalo going in and winning because of the quarterbacks right. that they have you could see Kansas City going in and you could see Buffalo going in and winning those games I wouldn't be surprised you know M- Miami probably has lost too many defenders to actually be able to do it but if they you know if we're talking a month ago before all of the guys start going down with ACL and other injuries then they probably had a shot um, NFC side if there's one team that could put a little scare in them it would probably be the Cowboys would be one team that could put, put a scare in them. And then I think the other team, and it's because of their defense, uh, how they play defense is Tampa Bay. You know, I, I don't know if Tampa can um, score, score enough points. You know, San Francisco's back in the secondary. Uh, if you can block them up up front, then you, you can exploit that secondary. But uh, if you've got a defense, then I think that you give yourself a chance when you play Frisco.
1: So, as Charlie mentioned, as we took to the air, we'll talk about what the Saints did in a big day for the All-Pro and Rashid Shahid and Demario Davis. Take a quick break here. Fans of the Pro, my cost Deuce McAllister, Charlie Long in the booth. We're back after this on WWLAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app.
2: Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Got one of the talk and text line texts, and we were talking about the cold weather games, and he says... You're saying that how cold it's going to be at those games, and it will be, but there will always be those guys with the shirts off, and their bodies painted in the stands. But they have a little uh, liquid, liquid courage. I was just, a little we, liquid, we liquid courage. courage and uh, they'll be at the urgent care the following day.
2: It, they won't even make it the following day. They're they, they going to have to go It's an <laughs> emergency frostbite.
1: room. I mean, the of your skin. It's an it's, it's emergency frostbite. room. You right. won't
2: even make it to urgent care. It's going you straight to the emergency room. And they going to look at you and, like, look at this. <laughs> what you, at the,
1: this. They, the best one is, like, all right, sir, uh, what happened? Because it's closed on. Because it's closed on. I said, well, what happened?
2: That's uh, why they ain't going to make it to urgent care. It's straight to the emergency
1: room. I was at the uh, I was at the game, and I had my shirt off.
2: You ain't going to uh, be able to do that. You just <laughs> you, you, you frostbitten, and just somebody else going to have to get, tell a story about it.
1: As Charlie talked about earlier in, in the sports break, the AP voting came out, and Demario Davis – uh, Associated Press, second team, uh, Rashid Shahid, first team, uh, AP1, also Pro Bowl for, for Rashid. But, man, I, I'm going to spend a little time talking about Demario Davis, right? I mean, so he, he plays, he's in with the Jets in 2017, leads the NFL in solo tackles, has 135 tackles, signs with the Saints, and since then... One. These are just the tackles. One ten. One eleven. No, no,
2: no, no, Go, go, go back even further than that because he originally, it wasn't just the Jets.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. He's had. He was with Cleveland. Cleveland. Jet, right with Cleveland. Cleveland first.
2: Then to the Jets. Right. And then they let him go. Right. And then he goes back to the Jets.
1: Right. Well, he starts with the Jets for four. Correct. Cleveland won, Jets won, and they went. They let him go. And I'm like, you let you let him. I've always wondered that. I'm like, well, this got to be guy on his last leg, right? Thinking, you know, I don't, know. I don't know. And he comes in at 18, and he's been a beast. And eighteen led the Saints in tackles, but didn't make any of the in the postseason. But since then, AP one, AP two, AP two and Pro Bowl last year, and then
2: AP two this year. Yeah, he's made one all pro first team and four second team all pro. Four second team all pro and one all pro. We're not talking about a guy that was a first rounder. We're talking about a guy that has played with multiple teams and was released by his team. All right, third round
1: out of Arkansas State. I mean, to me, he just defies because you know if you go back to the Tampa game, yeah, or uh, maybe it was the Carolina game as well that the, or the Giants game where he just was kind of. I mean, you know, he set the tone. It, it was, he, it was, it he, was. Him. He
2: he he was a cannon in yeah. that first quarter. He completely dominated that game. That was here. That was a game that was here uh, in New Orleans, and that was uh, against the Giants. I mean, and he, uh, Saquon Barkley could do zero. I mean, there was one screen I remember that he caught, and it was on the left-hand side of the offense, right-hand side for the defense, and he comes up, and it is boom. I mean, the one thing that's impressive, so impressive is how he takes care of his body, and I know Double D doesn't mind me talking about this. He has his basically chiropractor that travels everywhere he goes on the road. And so he, you know, after meetings, um, Doc goes in there and he works on him, and, you know, he's been with him since he was in New York, uh, comes, you know, to the game, travels, uh, not with the team, but, you know, DeMario pays for it to get him there, and it it, it has paid off for him, uh, how he takes care of his body. And, you know, I know – from a family dynamic um very religious uh does it the right way with his family his wife is from uh Mississippi um as they he. they they well he's from Mississippi as well yeah. they homeschool their kids and so he's directly involved with a lot of not only from a uh obviously you know athletic standpoint but from an education standpoint but his wife handles a lot of that of you know hey look this is what i want i got to make sure they're on target um, but it's 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 really really unique to see him do what he's doing because you figured at some point all right the hits got to start adding up at some point you know the steps got to slow down and, I, and 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 i'll see it he'll tell you hey look i'm not there all the time i may be i may not be as fast as i once was but the one thing that he has are the instincts to see a formation, to understand, and then if I know I'm losing a step, then maybe I have to take an angle uh, that I normally would. Uh, am not supposed to take. Now, if I take it and I don't make the play, then it it, it makes me look bad and makes the defense look bad. But if I take it, I've got to come up and make the play. And uh, nine times out of ten, when he takes it, he knows he's going to make that play.
1: And – Yesterday was his birthday. I didn't know that. Just looked at, just saw that. So yesterday he is 35 years old, and one day, <laughs> one day. So he'll be 35 when the season starts, and he'll be 36 when the Saints are in the playoffs next year. And so we'll talk more about Demario and Rashid. I mean, just special guys, special players, special seasons. Uh, but we'll talk a little Pelicans. Wow, wow, what a great season they are having. Uh, Todd Graffinini, the voice of the Pelicans, will join us next as we talk Pelicans. They are in Denver tonight. Take a break. Fans of the pro, Mike Cost, Deuce McAllister, until 6 o'clock tonight here on WWLAMFM.com. Always free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Mike Cost, Deuce McAllister. And we got a chance to talk to Todd not too long ago. But, man, the Pelicans, man, they've been a great story as we went through December and now into January on the road at denver tonight then stay on the road for a back-to-back at dallas but a very hot basketball team and todd i hope you had i don't know what your holidays were like with travel and and everything going on but i hope you had a nice holiday season
3: thanks mike no it was all good uh we actually got to we were home uh, christmas eve and, and christmas day and then won to play the lakers that was actually right the last time uh, i came on the show right before we played the lakers and won that game. Then we. uh Went up to Minnesota, and obviously you've been talking about the road trip. But no, it's it's all it's all been good, and it makes it uh, even better when the Pels are playing the, the way they are.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, winning cures a lot of things, especially uh, with this job. And they're twenty three and fifteen against a very good Nuggets team at twenty six and thirteen. Uh, you know, just kind of tell me what's I don't know if it's, if you can say what's been the difference of late, because of late to me feels like three four weeks.
3: It's really been, uh, I mean, you could call it the, the day was December 7th, and, the, and that was the uh, in-season tournament game against the Lakers, which obviously didn't go very well. But since then, the Pelicans have been pretty much one of the top five teams in the league, and the reason why is they're doing it on both ends of the floor, especially on defense, where, you know, in the last 10 games, they're number one in defensive efficiency. And when you're getting stops on on defense, that allows you to do what you want to do on offense, And that's get out and run, uh, force it down the floor. You know, Willie Green says it all the time, force and pace, force and pace. And that's exactly what we've been doing. And uh, when you're playing complementary basketball like the Pelicans are, um, it, it is very difficult uh, to, to beat uh, if, if you're the opponent. And, I mean, the Pelicans, when they're winning games, it, they aren't close. Um, they're blowouts. I mean, what, what's happened – uh, in the first two games of this road trip has only happened six times since the shot clock uh, was, was put into the game uh, as a three-point arc, uh, uh, excuse me. And that's when two consecutive games on the road by 30 points or more, um, it, it doesn't happen. And uh, another thing happened that I'd never experienced uh, in my tenure with the team, guys, in the last two games. The opponent's fans were booing their own team Um, Sacramento and golden state, it was raining booze, uh, from golden one center in Sacramento and chase center in San Francisco. I'd never heard that. I mean, and those are, those are places where they love their teams. I mean, they don't get on their teams and the Pelicans literally ran both teams out of their own gym. It was, uh, it was pretty fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's always fun when you get the home crowd to kind of turn on them. Um, some, some of those things, when that happens, it's always a good thing. And, you know, uh, Todd, you talked a little bit about it. I know tonight's matchup, uh, at one point, it looked like, uh, you know, your four stars were questionable, but, the, but they've been upgraded to probable. And then you talk about not only tonight's game, but you have a back-to-back, uh, a late start tonight and then an early start in Dallas tomorrow. Just talk a little bit about you know, the availability of those guys and, you know, the tough stretch here at the next three games.
3: Yeah, well, you know, the NBA didn't do us any favors by by taking this game on. This was not originally an ESPN game. Um, the, the game that was originally scheduled was San Antonio and Charlotte. Well, obviously, both of those teams are struggling this year and, and ESPN took the game. Well, that's all fine and dandy, um, but... You know they backed it up an hour, so of course we're mountain time here, so we're an hour behind you guys. So the game is going to start anywhere from eight fifteen because there's an ESPN game ahead of us. So the game is going to be anywhere from eight fifteen to eight twenty, which we're going to Dallas after the game. So you're talking about a nine fifteen to nine twenty start central time. Well, you do the math. Um, this is a national game. The breaks are going to be longer. The game's going to take longer and we're looking at probably not finishing this game here tonight till minimum 11:45 central time um then of course you know you got the everything after the game then the airport and then i mean it, it's it, it's a bad deal look back to backs are a thing in the nba that's a way of life but when you look at it logistically it, it's just a really really tough go of it um so we're just going to have to see what happens tomorrow The good news is all those guys are going to play tonight, and um, this Pelicans team, when they're at full strength, is a lot of fun to watch. And Look, this is a Denver team. Obviously, they're the defending NBA champs. Uh, We've split with them the first two games, but here's a little interesting tidbit for you guys. In those first two games, we lost one here. That was when the Pelicans really hadn't figured out their stride back in November, then beat them in the in-season tournament in the Smoothie King Center, but in both of those games, C.J. McCollum, Trey Murphy, and Jose Alvarado did not play. Um, all will be available tonight. So this is going to be a different Pelicans team than the Denver Nuggets have seen in the first two games. And it's a tiebreak game, too. The winner of this game gets the, gets the season tie-break. And obviously with the West all jumbled up, uh, eventually that could come into play. So it's a, it's a big one here tonight in Denver.
2: Well, and Todd, I think, you know, just to touch on it, because I know we won't get a chance to talk to you uh, tomorrow, um, just talk about the Dallas matchup. You know, you go back and you look at what Dallas has been able to do. You thought that they would kind of fall off a little bit, and I think it was uh, Memphis surprised them a little bit. You know, you, you lose Ja, you lose Marcus Smart in that game, and I think it was Desmond Bain that ended up going off. But Dallas, that matchup, you know, particularly with Luka and Ky- Kyrie is back, so um, won't, won't, won't get any easier for the Pelicans as well.
3: No, Dallas is right there with us in the standings, too. So, obviously, it's a divisional game, but it's also one of these games you're going to play tomorrow and you're going to play them again on MLK Day on Monday. So, it's one of those two-for-one baseball series. And we split the first two with with Dallas. So, those are going to be important games. Now, interesting news that Luka Doncic has been ruled out uh, for tomorrow's game already. He's been nursing a sore ankle. He did not play last night against the Knicks, but they still beat the Knicks, who... Came in on a five game winning streak. Kyrie Irving scored 44 points last night. So even though Luka didn't play, they still have an elite score in Kyrie. Um, so, yeah, um, the Pelicans are going to get Luka. Uh, the Pelicans are going to get the Mavericks without Luka tomorrow, but we'll see who's going to be available uh, for New Orleans when that injury report comes out tomorrow afternoon. But, yeah, no, um, look, Dallas is always tough, especially in that building. It's a very difficult place to play. They are a big-time scoring team. Tim Hardaway has always done well against us uh, coming off the bench. I would expect him to start now tomorrow if Luka is not playing. So, um, yeah, it, it might be one of those games where you got to outscore them. Uh, but even if you know those Pelicans regulars who are on the injury report, if they don't play tomorrow night, that's going to open things up for other guys who are going to get opportunities. We've been talking about how deep this team is and uh, talking about how deep the pelicans are uh i, I don't think any of them are going to shy away from the challenge so we'll just see what happens but uh but like like we talked about at the beginning the way the pelicans are going right now um i, I don't think they're going to be you know hesitant to take on anybody at this particular time but, you know it's the other teams right now are going my goodness we got to play the pelicans
1: right there's only one team uh the thunder if you look at your last 10 they're the only team that has done better than the Pelicans, there are a few seven and threes in the last ten, but the Pelicans are seven and three in their last ten. And what impressed me is I haven't looked, you know, uh, too much, you know, deep dive into the team stats and stuff. And so I was looking at, you know, just their team averages. And if you look at their team averages and go, okay, well, who, where are they top ten? Where are they top ten? Right, top ten in steals, four. Right. Top ten in rebounds, ninth. Top ten in defensive rebounds, eighth. And and I, if you'd told me this or asked me this, I would have not gotten this answer right, which is fifth in three point percentage and sixth in field goal percentage in the NBA. You know, I don't. I, just, cool. I don't think we talk like, about it enough.
3: That no, well, <laughs> when I saw after the Golden State game, we actually moved into a tie for fourth in three point field goal percentage, which is something I thought I would never utter in my career. Um, but it's just now the Pelicans have a ton of shooters on their team, but more importantly, we say it all the time, it's a make-or-miss league. When you're getting these drive-in kicks, when when Brandon drives into the lane and kicks it out, when Zion drives into the lane and kicks it out, the guys more often than not are actually making the shots now. Uh, They're getting these open looks. Herb Jones is making shots, CJ, um, Jordan Hawkins, Trey Murphy. They're all very... Good shooters, Herb especially, has had a very solid season, knocking those corner threes down. The Pelicans, by the way, are number one in the league in corner three percentage at forty-three and a half. That's something again that we've never said. So we're getting the open looks, and we're knocking them down for the most part. And when you're doing that, uh, it is really stretching a defense because we already know how good we are in the paint uh, with Jonas Valanciunas and Zion Williamson. Well, then what do you do if you're a defense? When the Pelicans are knocking threes at a 38% and, and getting the ball inside, there, there's almost no way to defend them. And, and that's why we're seeing these lopsided scores as of late because it's, it's really all coming together. But as we've talked about, it starts defensively. And the Pelicans right now are playing elite defense.
1: And before we let you go, I would imagine – somebody you somebody i mean the the front that's coming through here is going to come through dallas i don't know what the weather what the weather there is in denver but if you guys got to fly other than yeah figure that but i mean i mean that's something you have to factor into to get to dallas to play too.
3: yeah throw de-icing into it as well Uh, again it's it's look. we when we landed last night it was 15 degrees here um and then i uh I I talked to a local a little while later, and he said, yeah, the real cold stuff's coming in this weekend. I said, okay, so we're going to get out of here before it goes negative negative digits uh, in Denver this weekend, but it's going to be single digits in Dallas on Sunday, so it's going to be cold. Um, I'm probably – you know, it's it's (laughs) interesting that the Cowboys are playing their home playoff game on Sunday, and we have a day off in Dallas, so that's going to be pretty interesting to – to be around a lot of co- Cowboy fans on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be cold everywhere this weekend. But those those football games are going to be a lot of fun to watch with, with all those uh, horrible conditions that they're going to experience in Buffalo and Kansas City especially.
1: Do like watching the horrible conditions. Don't like being a part of it. So Dallas, Dallas, and home for four, and then back on the road as we hit that Mardi Gras season it's all that the, the Pelicans all always know about. Man, appreciate your time. Love listening to you do the games, and just keep it going, man. It's going to be so much fun when you guys get back home uh, after three more. And, uh, man, it's just, it's just they're a fun team to watch, and when they get home, just uh, keep it going, man. It's easy.
3: No, yeah, no doubt, Mike, and thank you. And, of course, the game tonight's going to be on Fox 8, and that's uh, going to be, you know, a lot of viewers that haven't had a chance to see the Pelicans other than uh, on an app or, or a streaming site. So tonight's a very important game uh, for a lot of aspects, and, it, and it's great to be on local TV.
1: You bet. Thank you, Todd. Todd Graffinini, play-by-play voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll take a quick break, be back here on Fans in the Pro. Mike cost Deuce McAllister. Give us a call, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line back after this. Welcome back to Fans in the Pro. My cost is Deuce McAllister. Looking at some of the things that came out today. We talked earlier a little bit about the AP voting with Demario Davis and Rashid Shaheed, And also, I may say his last name, but I believe it's Rick Gosselin who comes out with his special teams rankings every year. Houston is first. And it's, it's, it's this is a team thing. Uh, 236 and the Saints are second uh, two fifty-two, uh, and just as a unit, man, you know we've towards the end of the you know year we had Rizzi on, we had Galliano on. The only thing the Saints were not in the top five on was kick return, and to me that's a hard one to kind of judge, just because
2: So you got to be taking it out,
1: right? You got to You, you got to have the opportunity to actually return it.
2: There you go. If you're not taking it out, then I mean, how you how how are you gonna the numbers make how are you gonna make them equate?
1: Right, but everything else. Uh, you know, punt return, uh, strong. You know, you, when you have one for 76, that that average stays with you a while. But even still, you know, Rasheed was pumping him out 8, 9, 10, 12 yards to keep that average average up there. And He's first them all range, pro. Right. Punt, punt coverage, you know, 5.2, ended somewhere around that range. And, you know, man, it's, it was just strong across the board from a special team standpoint.
2: Go back. To the first game, opening kick, <laughs> opening kick, Please. first game,
1: yeah. Fumble on the opening. I, I, hate to, I hate to even kind of term it a fumble. That's what it's ruled as. That's what it was. I know, but I, it's like. He was going out of bounds, and the, I can't remember who the defender was. It's just wrapped his arm in there, got the ball. And at first, we knew he had the ball. It was almost, almost like, well, there's no way he got feet
2: in. He got both but he feet in bounds. He
1: did. And your opening kick, you're about an, an, an to ominous start the season. or an omen. I can't, I'm can't, i pretty sure Saints did not win the toss. We got no. the ball. Well, they won the toss and deferred. There's a reason they were having the ball first, we, that they kicked to them. Well, the Saints
2: didn't – I mean, the Saints couldn't have won it and deferred it. it, it, it Tennessee had to win it, and, and they said, we're going to defer. Right, well, the
1: Saints would have won it and take the ball with under the cap. Correct, correct. <laughs> Right.
2: Which, which definitely didn't happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they didn't win the toss. It wasn't theirs to, to win anyway. It was Tennessee's choice. Yeah. And once they won the toss, you know, they're going to say, hey, look, you know, we want to defer to the third quarter. Saints, all right, we want the ball. And, you know, first play of the game, not even offensive play, a fumble and so you talk about bad luck
1: and i would say a a tone setter even just maybe for that game defense held them to three you know and it did not score a touchdown and three nothing at that point overcomable as it was when you but you needed every penny you You needed needed every
2: point you needed every point every penny of it yeah and so uh just going back though and um I think the players also had something that was similar where if it wasn't second, it was top five as far as special teams, you know, as far as coordinators or coaches, et cetera. So um, Coach Rizzi and, and, and his, his, his staff and his, his assistants, they've done a really good job, and it's something that they've got to build on. Because here's the other part. Saints had two rookie kickers. Right, <laughs> yeah. Saints had two rookie kickers, and it, it wasn't perfect. It was up and down. But, you know, I, I don't think that they felt like that they were a liability. I don't think that they felt like um, we can't kick it here or we can't depend on this guy. We don't trust him. Like I said, it was up and down, but I think that, you know, both of those guys can play in this league for a long time.
1: For Groupie, to me, I think it came after week 7. So week 6 he misses two in Houston, one very short inside 30 in a game that could have been different both of those kicks are made. Um, and then he misses one the following week in, against Jacksonville. So three kicks in two weeks. And I think that was kind of his low point. And it was like, okay, you know, it's, it was going to happen eventually, right? You know, you had to make all your kicks as a rookie. I mean, he kinda, his team stuck with him. You know, I don't think it really shook his confidence. I think that kid's got unbreakable confidence. Uh, but I think that moment moving forward when the team went, you're our guy, man. You're our guy. And, you know, like he missed twice since then, the last 10 games. Well,
2: they still brought some guys in. I mean, it wasn't immediately as far as working out. I mean, but it was still uh, because they didn't know. I mean, you can say, yes, we know he's our guy. He's going to kick. He's going to be fine. I mean, but there was some there was probably some come to Jesus moments where they sit down and it's like, look, is this the right decision? You know, because here's the thing. The players on offense and defense have to have the confidence as well. Because right. if not, you get guys that try to make Superman plays. Well, you, what do you mean? Well, or it affects your play calling, right? Or you, it affects you, your play calling. Right. And there was a couple games early in the season that even Coach Allen talked about it. Uh, they didn't want to kick maybe a long field goal. Or they chose to punt because the confidence may not have been there. And offensive is like, hey, look, you got two downs. What what does that mean? We're going to go for it. You have two downs if you don't get it, so that affects your third down call because you know that you get another shot at fourth down. But from a player's standpoint, it's almost like a trust factor because the kicker, he's a part of it, but he's not really a part of it because he's not involved offensively or defensively. And so, um, you know... Congrats to those guys, because it's it's, it's it's a well-deserved honor.
1: I agree. And following that Jacksonville loss, the Saints go to Indianapolis, put 38 on the board. It wasn't about field goals. It was about touchdowns. And uh, the rest is history, so to speak. Got to take a break. Mike Costus McAllister, fans and a pro until 6 o'clock tonight, talking NFL, NBA, whatever you want to talk about. Give us a call. The news is next here on WWLAMFM.com.